Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Z-Dunks and the Wildman Football Podcast. And last night, of course, Zach. First round of the NFL draft held. Some easy picks were made. And some surprising picks were made. And then some very surprising picks were made. Absolutely. So, uh, let's start it off here uh, with no surprises. The number one pick, uh, Kyler Murray. You and me both said he was going to go number one when we did our little mock draft on Monday. So what do you think of the pick? Personally, what do you think of the pick? I mean, when we did our mock draft, we weren't really thinking how the player was going to do. What we were thinking about was where the player was going to go. Now we can really kind of talk about what we think this player is going to do. And what do you think this player is going to do, Zach? How do you think this kid's going to be? Well, I think his mobility... uh, A buzzword when they were discussing him last night was uh, passing lanes. Hmm. And how he used his height... To uh, to almost uh, sneak behind alignment and move and shift in the pocket to find open receivers, and they compared his throwing motion to Drew Brees, who's only six foot. Very similar. He gets up on his tippy toes. He releases a high point yes. pass, and I like the way he. I like his mechanics. Do you like, like his, his mechanics? Mobility. I like his mobility. I think his baseball background, much like Matthew Stafford, uh, gives him an advantage. Pat Mahomes and Russell yeah. Wilson are two other players in there as well. Who have, I'm a, he is the comparison to Russell Wilson. Uh, that's what I was about to say. There are a lot of people out there comparing him to Russell Wilson. I personally, I still think his eye is an issue. He's still below six feet. He's only about 5'10". He's no taller than me. Uh, I am still concerned that when he's going to be facing against a lot of these bigger teams who have bigger guys, I am a little bit concerned about that if I'm a GM. And also, what does this do now for the Josh Rosen, I think we have to talk about? Because now Josh Rosen is going to be a lot talked about. Do you think he gets dealt before tonight, before tonight ends? Do you think he gets dealt here in the second round? It's very possible. Uh, a lot of the landing spots they're trying to ship him to, like uh, L.A. and... Cincinnati uh, weren't very interested in a backup caliber. Essentially, he'd be a backup at this point. I don't see him starting anywhere uh, unless the starter would go down. Uh, But maybe New England, possibly New England. They like picking up quarterbacks with little risk and a lot of upside possibility. A lot Uh, of people have been saying the Chargers. I mean, Phillip Rivers is a player who's getting up there in age. He's 38. They really don't have his uh, replacement to say yet. I mean, Tyrod Taylor's the backup, but he's uh, in his 30s now as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of people saying that the Chargers could be a place for him. But do you think Rosen gets dealt before the training camp starts? Possibility. Possibly. Uh, <laughs> I won't say either way. I'm not sure. All right. Well, that's fair. Uh, let's go. I'm going to do this. Letter grade for this pick. Oh, I give it an A. Just A. Not A plus or anything. Uh, I think they needed a quarterback. Uh, that division's got Jared Goff, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's coming back, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. You put a kid like this in there, then he'll really know how he needs to step up yeah. in the NFC West. And if he's going to learn, he's going to learn early. I like it, and I think the potential outweighs the risk in this situation. I give this personally a B plus. I give this a little bit under an A. I think this can definitely be potentially a home run pick, uh, but... I still think, you know, I guess it's a management change. I understand that. But Josh Rosen was a pick last year. I do think this is, could cause some unnecessary tension uh, in that locker room this year. But, you know, you look back at his video, and I personally still have my concerns, but if you look back at his video, uh, unlike sometimes a lot of his quarterbacks are his size, the throwing, like you mentioned, the throwing mechanics are there for him. 
they're there for him, and I think it works for him. So to me, it's a high B plus, but uh, I think it could definitely work for him. So pick number two, the giant, uh, the excuse me, the San Francisco 49ers. Nick Bosa, a lot of people consider him the best player in the draft, uh, just overall, and at his position. Zach, Nick Bosa of the 49ers, do you think this is the best pick in the draft? I think it was one of the chalked up picks in the draft. I won't say it's the best pick in the draft. I'm saving that for a little later. <laughs> but I do think this was an excellent pickup. Uh, Solomon Thomas hasn't really been stepping up. DeForest Buckner had a better year this this year, but the Niners need pass rushers, and after getting D Ford, Quan Alexander, you definitely like the direction they're headed. And after Bosa, uh, who may I say is quicker off the ball than his brother Joey was in college, so there's a lot of potential there, and I I love it. It's a it's a solid pick. My grade for this pick mm-hmm. is a B plus, only because I see. Uh, an injury risk considering he only played a few games last season. There is that, and, I think it was a quad tear. Yeah. I think it was. It was a sh- something in his upper body. It was a chalked up pick like Kyler Murray, but the injury is the thing that concerns me. And he's a great player, but like his brother, he he has to deal with injuries. For me, I think this is an A. This is, this is to me, is the best player in the draft. To me, this is an A-plus pick. Suddenly now, not only do you get um, uh, Quan Alexander in D4 locked up for not only a very solid amount of term, but also you get them in your defense. Now only that, but DeForest Buckner now gets to move inside. And that is an extraordinarily dangerous front three now you have in San Francisco. It's a great front three. This is the pick that they needed to make. Because I do think they believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. They have some very solid pieces on offense. And I think, you know, this was the best pick in the draft uh, for a definitive base. Like you said, we I think we both knew this was going to be a definitive pick once the Cardinals were thinking about taking Murray at one. I think Bosa becoming the Niners at two was a definitive pick. And I think before that, they were probably thinking about trading down, personally. But now with him there, I think it was a clear and easy pick for him. And now we get to the fun part of the draft. The first two picks, everyone kind of agreed. Cinch and easy. To the Jets. A lot of talk that the Jets were looking to trade down. From number three last year, Adam Schefter, uh, probably considered the top NFL beat reporter, uh, tweeted out that the Jets were looking at trading down from the three pick, but no buyers were found. So Quinnen Williams, defensive tackle from Alabama. A lot of people still question taking defensive tackles this high in the draft. Uh, But Zach, do you think this was the pick that the Jets needed to make? I think they could have gone one of three ways with this pick. They could have gone Josh Allen, mm-hmm. Ed Oliver, mm-hmm. or Quinton Williams. Mm-hmm. I think the first two were chalked up, but this one was uh, all in a similar area of there was a field of candidates that you knew it was going to be one of the select three, and they just happened to pull the trigger on, on the D-tackle and help out Leonard Williams in that D-line uh, after the hole um, from Wilkerson. You know, mm-hmm. I think... The Jets need better pass rush. I think Brian Winters, they really lack a lot of a lot of star pass pass rushes. Oh, I mean Chris Anderson, my bad. <laughs> they lack a lot of star power pass rushers. And I like it. And it can also help with the run stuff. So I'm gonna give this a B plus. Uh it's not an A plus because let's see how big a D tackle impact can make unless he's Aaron Donald, but 
Uh, we'll give it a B plus because it's a solid pick, and they really just had to bolster their defense any way possible. And I agree. I you agree that they had to defend the um uh, bolster their pass rush, their secondary. In my opinion, is good. Jamal Adams has definitely a leadership role in that secondary, and it shows. Uh, you knew you knew they weren't going to go quarterback, or anything like that. Of course, with Darnold being there, and I don't think there's any offensive lineman that you could really take with that high of a pick. And if you want my opinion, I think that's where they would have gone. If, uh, he if they had traded down, I think they would have gone offensive lineman. They didn't, and they go with the big man and Quinn Williams. For me, I'll agree with you on this. I think I'll go to B+. This is a good player. I just don't know if at number three, as a defensive tackle, he's going to be able to maybe step up to that height in the rookie season. D-tackles sometimes do take a little bit while to develop and to get into schemes, and he's a big guy who I think is going to be double-teamed a lot by teams' offensive lines. So we'll see how he does production-wise, but I think it's the smartest pick for them who had to stay there at number three. But number four, this is where the fun started, Zach. This is where the fun started. Chucky's pick. Chucky's pick. A stunner to all. Cleveland Farrell, the defensive end from Clemson. One of the Power Rangers. Ranked. Mainly in the low twenties on a lot of mock drafts, gets picked number four. A lot of people were saying either late first round or early second rounder, number four. And for me, that immediate and I think to me, I think Farrell has a very good history in college, and I think the ACC is definitely a place where you see a lot of good offensive linemen come from. But this is too high for me. I think it's a bad pick for at this time, especially with Josh Allen still on the board. So for me, I got to give this pick a D. For me, this pick is a D. With Josh Allen still on the board at this point, you cannot pick Clellan Farrell, who I think Allen can play in that position. He's quicker. He's a little bit better. To me, this pick is a D. It was a whiff on their first of three picks of the night for the Raiders. What about you, Zach? What do you think? I'm giving it a C. C minus. C minus. Uh, they needed a a long pass rusher. They needed to bolster that that defense. The fourth pick, you know, the only the only two defensive players off the board so far were Quinn Williams and Nick and Nick Bosa. So you really you really had a good selection there. Yeah, you had a lot of higher rated options at that position. Yet they still went with. They could have either gone with. Wilkins or Dexter Lawrence, he wasn't even necessarily the top one in that crew, but they they pulled the trigger on him, and just by looking at the Raiders fans' reactions, he wasn't on a lot of people's radar, and it it shows it is what it is. I mean, yes, they filled the position need they were looking for, mm-hmm. but no, with the fourth overall pick, this is way too high for a player like him. He was not even in. The way they drafted him as if he was a top three defense prospect in this class. And he, he was, wasn't. He was not. And for that reason alone, it's C-minus. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay number five. A lot of teams weren't really talking about Tampa Bay. I think, and if you want my opinion, uh, they filled a need here. Uh, Quan Alexander, as we said earlier, left to join the 49ers in the offseason. Uh, Devin White fills a need for them. Definitely, but do you think 
that he was the right pick to be the first linebacker off the board. Oh, absolutely. The leadership he showed at LSU, he's a strong leader on the field, on and off. Uh, he's a great tackler, a good playmaker. Uh, he's just what the Bucks need. They, they need some solidarity in that defense. And with the gap that Quan left, I think he'll fill that nicely. And I, I would praise this pick by giving it uh, an A-. And not an A+, because there were still better defensive players on the board. Josh Allen. Yet, they needed to get a linebacker. Yeah. It was, at this point, the best position for the necessary need of the team. Yeah. They, weren't, they weren't necessarily looking for the very best defensive player at the moment, but more so the player that fitted the scheme and the need for the defense. So they selected Devin White from LSU, who yeah. fills that mobile mobile linebacker yeah and if you want my opinion if you listen this is where i think separates the buccaneers and the raiders pick is that you know the raider both were filling an obvious positional need with their picks but the buccaneers drafted a guy who a lot of people still saw as a top 10 talent that's the difference in my opinion they drafted the guy who was a top 10 talent to me i give this an a this is an a pick not an A+, plus, but this is an A pick. He's clearly good enough. He clearly fits their scheme and their need. Uh, and this is the first step in, I think, Bruce Arians' attempts to rebuild the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then we come to the biggest shocker of the night. And probably the one that pissed the most fan bases off. The New York Giants, as we all knew, were planning to select a quarterback. And I think I stated it when we released our podcast on Monday that somebody had Daniel Jones ranked number one on their board. And I said the possibility, I wouldn't be surprised that if it was the Giants. And clearly, it was the Giants. With the sixth pick in the draft, they select Daniel Jones from Duke over Dwayne Haskins. I mean, probably the biggest surprise of the night, Zach. I mean, your your your. What was your initial reaction Shocked. when you saw that pick go through? Shocked. I I think I texted you. I was yeah. like, "What just happened?" Yeah. I wasn't really sure the mindset behind that. I know that Daniel Jones has had some experience with the Colts organization, talking to Gettleman, and also he uh, trained apparently around the Mannings growing up. So maybe he's got some elite instincts, possibly, but. The deep throw accuracy isn't there. Uh, the footwork needs help. And he was ranked 81st in the country at his position. He wasn't He wasn't the best quarterback on the board. This isn't even a strong quarterback draft class. And he wasn't the best that's on the board. Yeah, he was really a second round at best prospect in a lot of people's minds. And it just shows how desperate some teams are for just a new, a new arm under center. And Daniel Jones got the nod. I mean, they they were predicting Haskins. Haskins was there. They just didn't choose him. They, I would have I would have understand Haskins just because the hype was there. Uh, not necessarily that either of them deserved that, that high of a pick. But Jones maybe could have even been the seventeenth pick. But no, they they took him, took him at you six. You know, and then wow. I think I mean you Haskins at least he had hype. He had, it what looked like acumen. He had the big game reputation. You know, playing in bigger games with the Buckeyes. And then you come to this. 
And you have marketable stars like OBJ, Oliver Vernon, both gone this offseason. You know, Dave Gettleman, the Giants GM, has to have so many questions surrounding him right now. Landon Collins gone. You have to question his judgment right now because you need a name. I mean, I, I guess Saquon Barkley is a name. He's a guy. But, and then he makes comments. <laughs> and then he makes comments then that, you know, oh, Jones could sit for two or three years behind Eli Manning. That's not what your fan want, fans want to hear. Eli Manning is 39 years old, nearly. And he's clearly not going to be any better than he is right now. If I was a Giants fan, I'd be worried. For me, this pick is an F. This is an F pick, not only because that Jones isn't a prospect who's worthy of being this high, not only because the the simple positional need of him being ready to be an NFL quarterback, you know, just all of those things combined with the Giants offseason, you cannot go into the draft and make a pick like this, but they did. And that to me, to me as a Giants fan, that would be huge at this point. This is this is a disgrace to that organization. I mean, it won two Super Bowls only a decade ago, and it is clearly turning into a joke organization. The Mars have to do something about it. Uh, Dave Gettleman is confusing a lot of people right now, and to me, it's confusing. I agree. I give it an F. I give it an F minus. Yeah, I mean, you can't take this, this pick. This pick doesn't make sense. You cannot make this pick. You can't make this pick. <laughs> Six overall. You're saying this kid, who wasn't even the best quarterback in a weak draft class, gets six overall. Sixth overall. That pick is way too high. He and shouldn't have even been a first rounder, no. let alone six. No, it's, it's a terrible pick from the Giants. It's a terrible pick. Oh my goodness. He didn't even look like he was ready for the pick. Came out of the back room. Yeah, he was wasn't in the regular green room with all the top prospects. He was in this back room with his, what looked to be his mom, and he looked a little surprised at the pick. I think everyone was surprised. I think this pick, it was jarring, and it didn't really make that much sense. But on to seven, because yeah, your Jags. seven is my Jags. And thank goodness that Chucky and Gettleman were dumbasses. Really, really screwed the pooch on this one. There was a lot of good defensive players that slipped through the cracks this draft, especially. This draft was interesting because a lot of players that were supposedly off the board early on, we're still there. Yeah. A lot of teams switched up who they're initially going to get yep. throughout this entire draft. And that includes trades. We had a, a large amount of trades, especially in the lower part, especially in the lower in the picks 20s, in the first round. The 20s. There were, if I'm counting right here, we had multiple teams um, move down or into the first, into the um, uh, first in the low 20s. Uh, Green Bay, uh, now, Oakland, of course, had two more picks. Baltimore, the Redskins moved back up in. The Giants moved back up in. The Falcons. You know, all of that. You know, it was a weird draft. But number seven, Josh Allen. Zach, I'm going to let you go in on all this because this is your team. This is your guy. All right. I love this pick. I said the mock draft of possibly Devin White, which was seemed a little bit different. Everyone thought we were going to get Juwan Taylor or TJ Hawkinson. Uh, we didn't go offense at all because Chucky and Gettleman let the good defensive player slip. Allen was the second or third best defensive player in this draft. Still on the board. We threw away our our offensive uh, intuition on this one. We had to get the best player, according to the 
board. We got Josh Allen, who's a mobile pass rusher, and he can drop into coverage. Pair him with Miles Jack and Telvin Smith. There's your trifecta right there. It's a great linebacking core, clearly, right now in Jacksonville. You got to give him a lot of credit for that. There's a very good linebacking core right now in Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, this is a great pick. A great pick. A great pick. Unexpected, but, but very if you good. Think about it. Excellent pick. A plus on this one. Not yeah. for biasm, just because it's a huge. Yeah, steal to me, this is seven. an A plus. This is an A pick. Uh, this is a great steal from that seven. I thought Allen was gonna be a top five player, and uh, because of some moves, he wasn't. So for number eight, the Detroit Lions go tight end. They go Hawkinson uh, instead of offensive lineman. A lot of people thought Jonah Williams was going to go here, but really, I like the pick. Because you know what? I think Matt Patricia, he's trying to install kind of that similar New England offense who does have a lot of tight end usage there. Hawkinson is the type of tight end that you want to be on your team. To me, this is, a, this is another a B plus. This is a B-plus pick. He's got enough talent there. He's good enough. And, uh, yeah, I like the pick. I think Hawkinson's a very good pick at eight. It's, it's a good pick, and I agree. I'm going to give it a B just simply because Hawkinson's more of a, a run-blocking tight end, and mm-hmm. we have to see how explosive he is in the passing, pass-catching yeah. department. Uh, but the hole that Ebron left a couple years ago uh, still hasn't been replaced since, so put in a tight yeah, end. and you got a new offense that uses tight ends more, Absolutely. it looks like. So he can only help. And, I yeah, I think Matt Stafford has struggled with not really having that safety valve tight end, I feel like, there, and Hawkinson gives that to him. Now, number nine. A lot of people saying that this was their favorite pick in the draft. And that's Ed Oliver to the Bills at nine, uh, filling their need for a pass rusher. Clearly. But in my opinion, I agree with them. I think this is one of the top two picks in the draft. For Ed Oliver to get, for Buffalo to get this kid, a kid who's going to be passionate, a kid who's going to really help out their defense a lot. You know, this is a good pick. This is a great pick. Again, this is an A, this is an a plus pick for me. Ed Oliver going to Bills was an A-plus pick. They didn't have to trade up to get him at That's all. That's your first A-plus pick? Uh, no, I think, I think I gave him, uh, I gave Bosa an A-plus pick. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but, no, again, this is, a great, this, is a, this is a draft position that is a clearly a talented, talented kid for a defensive tackle. And I thought maybe he was going to be a surprise high pick. He wasn't. He falls to nine. I had him at four. He falls to nine. I think it's a great pick for the Bills. I think he's a talented kid, and I think he's going to be ready to take that place by storm. Yeah, you can use him as a run stuffer and a pass rusher. He really can do both, and he was probably arguably top four defensive Mm -hmm. players in the draft. A lot happened for these studs to fall this far, but Ed Oliver to Buffalo is a great selection. I give it an A. A. All right, and then we had the first trade of the night. My team. The Pittsburgh Steelers, for the first time since 2006, trade up in the draft. They trade their first-round pick, uh, their second-round pick, and next year's third to Denver for the number 10 pick, and they take what was clearly the biggest need on this team, and that was an inside linebacker in Devin Bush. And what a great pick this is for me. This is another A-level pick, an A-minus for me, uh, Bush you know, I think he's going to need to get acclimated to the Steelers system probably a little bit. But Bush is, in my opinion, an incredible pick. It was the pick that the Steelers knew they needed. 
and they made the aggressive moves to go get him. You give it an A? I'm giving uh, it an A minus. I'm giving this an A plus. Oh. And this is why. The Steelers are always a competitive franchise, perennial playoff contender. <laughs> the one thing they've been missing deep in the playoffs is consistent linebacker play since Shazier has been gone. They've been not been able to fill that need, and it showed up last season. Showed up Guys like LJ Fort. Yeah, not good enough. Didn't, didn't, weren't up to snuff. They needed, they needed stronger tackling linebackers. This is an excellent pick, in my opinion. And I think it wasn't going to happen unless you guys made a bold move like you did. And we did. Excellent pick. And it bolsters your defense from the interior. And I think that's what we... Once Devin White was taken at five from Tampa Bay, apparently Kevin Colbert immediately made the call to Denver. Uh, It was clear that Elway was not looking for a player that high, I guess, at this point. That was clear. He did not think there was a player at this draft that he felt he could get that high. And, you know, give credit to him. He made the he made the move. He made the move. Number 11, Jonah Williams. Tackle from Alabama. Another, this is a B-plus pick for me. An unnecessary move. Maybe not the move that, the exciting move that Bengals fans were hoping for. What else which did is, you expect? Do the Bengals, let's be real. Yeah. But a pick that protects your quarterback. A pick that oh, definitely, you know, bolsters your offensive line. But, you know, I still think that's a, that's a pick that, you know, he needs to do good. He needs to play well, and he needs to boast that offensive line immediately if he wants to be able to win over those Bengals fans. I give it a A- minus because with Billy Price last year, he, was, he had trouble staying on the field, getting healthy. I think if Price comes back, former first-round pick, mm-hmm. add, add him to that, Jonah Williams to that mix, that's two possibly – grade B starters. I, I don't think any of them are elite yet. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, but I think they could have some potentially solid offensive line play. And for that reason, it's a great pick. Not amazing, but it's a good pick. Okay, then we had Rashawn Gary going number 12 to the Packers. And to me, this is a questionable pick because Gary has had a lot of health issues. There's a major shoulder issue there that a lot of teams are talking about. And I think personally... It's a risk at 12. That's why I give it a C+. It's a risk at 12. The talent is clearly there. But I think Green Bay needed to look for something on offense. And I think they probably could have traded down to get that. But they instead went defense here with Gary. And I don't know if he's going to be ready right away to help Aaron Rodgers now. I'm going to go B- minus just because uh, the whole that... Uh, Ryan left, Jake mm. Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have Blake Martinez, who's a solid tackler in the linebacking core. He can't do it all by himself. Perry, uh, they really need another playmaker at the second level, and I think Sean Gary can get you that. So for that reason, I give it a B-. Minus. Uh, I agree with you. He has a lot of baggage, but you know it's, it's a smart pick if you're looking at it by that standard. Yes. Okay. 13, another defensive player. for Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle from Clemson, goes to the Dolphins. Now, if Wilkin, if Dwayne Haskins fell past six, there was a lot of talk that this is where he was going to go. But the Dolphins don't move that way. They're clearly looking for someone next year. That's pretty clear. And uh, Wilkins is the guy they go for. And I still don't know if I trust this pick that much either. For me, this is another C pick. I... F- don't know if he would have gone any higher. I don't think he was the best defensive player left on the board. 
I thought Brian Burns was a better pick at this point. But I do think he helped improve that defensive line and a hole that was left by Nick and Sue. I mean, with Sue gone, they needed uh, God God checks. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm butchering his name. <laughs> uh, they need help with that D tackle role. I I like this pick, but I'm gonna give it a C plus. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how big of an impact he can make. Uh, we'll see how he he sizes up. Um, I don't hate the pick, but yeah, it's nothing special, and he he may just be another quiet name that fades out. Uh, then Chris Lidstrom, a guard from Boston College, goes at 14 in Atlanta. Good pick. They needed some help on the guard line. Uh, this is a B-plus pick for me because it's a good pick. I don't think it's A-level material pick because with linemen, I think they, I think that's like a need to know that this guy's going to be elite for that to be an A pick. But I think Chris Lidstrom has a lot of opportunity to be very, very good. They're realizing that they need to protect Matt Ryan now and that running back them running backs, and, uh, you know, that which makes it a good pick. Devontae Freeman. Uh, I give it an A. I love what the Falcons did this first round. We'll talk about their next pick in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think secretly the Falcons had one of the best nights last night. A lot of people didn't notice them. When you're getting in alignment, you you sneak under the radar. But pair them with Alex Mack, two first-round alignment. And Jake Matthews as well. Jake Matthews. That's, That's a, a really solid upgrade. And they already have the pass catchers out, out wide. They have the tight end, Austin Hooper, running back, Devontae Freeman. Quarterback, Jake Ryan's got a couple. Matt Ryan. Matt, <laughs> my bad. Matt Ryan's got a couple good years left in him. I really, I like the pick. I'm mm-hmm. giving it an A. Just straight up A. All right. And then the fall stops. And for me, this was the team that had the best first round draft night. The Washington Redskins, which you don't hear a lot often that they have good nights in the draft. But I think they had a really good one. They... Get Dwayne Haskins at 15. For me, this is an A pick. Who would have seen that happen? This is an A pick for me. I get that they trade for Case Keenum, but he's not your starter going forward. Haskins is your starter going forward. And not only that, he brings excitement to a fan base that has really struggled for it since RG3 left. To me, this is a great pick. Get a guy who's a great pocket passer, but who's also mobile enough to move around in the pocket, who can throw on the run well, he can throw well, he's got the arm. And not only that, now he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. And I think he's ready to go. I really do think this is one of the best picks of the draft. For me, another solid A for the Washington Redskins. Yeah, I give it a B plus. I think Haskins is that solid big body starter they need. Uh, their O line could use some work, but you know I would always, I would always think it's a good idea, especially with Alex Smith. Yeah, and his gruesome leg injury from a year ago. It, it's a little murky that situation. So you need, you need someone to lead your team. Haskins is a leader. That's one thing yes. he did prove. Uh, he's a leader and he's got big arm. Uh, now I am worried they they need more receivers. So we'll see what they do in the second and third round. There's a lot of talk. I mean DK. I mean there's a lot of talk. A lot of receivers still on the board. We'll see that tonight. Absolutely. Now, 16, another very good pick. Getting Brian Burns, the linebacker from Florida State at 16 for the Carolina Panthers. This is another good pick. Another good pick, in my opinion, for me, this is a B plus. Burns was probably one of the top three linebackers in the draft. And they went and got him. So, you know, you got to give him credit. Just pure linebacker. Not like a linebacker DE hybrid like someone like Gary or Josh Allen. Looking for pure linebackers. This guy was number three behind Bush and uh, uh, White for me. This guy, very good pick. Uh, yeah, 
this is a B-plus pick again for me. Another very good pick from the Panthers. He reminds me of uh, Dante Fowler. He's a lanky, long pass rusher. Uh, he honestly will provide explosiveness uh, from the gap Julius Peppers left to leave in the Panthers. Uh, what's the stats on Thomas Davis? Uh, I, I think he's doing okay, but, yeah. you know, that's an injury that's hard to come back from. Yeah, we'll see. Um, it's, it's a great pick because they do have the pieces on the offense that they've shown with DJ Moore. Bam Bam Cam is always there, so we Christian will McCaffrey see. as well. Yeah. I mean, what a pick that has become. Oh, he's he's a workhorse back there, so I like this pick. I'm going to give it a B, just straight up B. All right, and then the Giants disappointed again. Dexter Lawrence at 17 for the what Giants. What is wrong with the Giants? Again, a lot of people do not see him as a... As the better defensive tackle here, another peak guy of people talking about low 20s, high second round pick. Goes wrong here. A lot of people wanted the Giants to take a DK Metcalf for this pick. A lot of people said the Giants need to go offense again with this pick to try and fix that receiver core. At least trying, I mean, Noah Fant was still on the board by this point. Uh, Hollywood Marquise Brown still on the board. AJ Brown was still on the board. Yeah, and Keel Henry. Oh, Harry was still on the board. Uh, and you know it's it, they were all still there at this point. Not and to mention it was a heavy O line and D line draft. You could definitely use O linemen when you maybe have Garrett Bradbury was still there at center. He was the next oh, pick at eighteen, man. which in my opinion that was a great pick by the Vikings. Their eighteenth pick, I give an A. This is a D. It isn't bad as Jones. Yeah. Because I don't think this is as bad as an overvaluation as Jones. It's still not a great pick. This is a D. And to me, it's an F for the Giants what, on the first round. Dalvin Tomlinson at D-tackle? Yeah. Who, what Snacks Harrison isn't even there anymore. I don't know. Maybe trying to fill that gap, but they needed a lot of pieces. But that They is, didn't get the ones that they needed. They needed offense. Your offense, you got. You lost OBJ. You have a 38, almost 39-year-old. You really, you really need to help Saquon. Saquon can't run all by himself. If you want to bury Sanders 2.0... That's what's going to happen. He's going to be duck, ducking and dodging, weaving, juking, spinning, because he has no blockers. Yep. And you're not helping him. And just just for the record, Nate Solder definitely decreased in value once he came over. And I don't think that this line has gotten any better, which is scary because yeah. they were already bad. Yep. And you lose Eric Flowers, who was bad. terrible as it who is. Who was terrible anyway. And you're, I feel like it almost has gotten worse, and they still refuse to Giants fans need to get some Gentleman Jack, I think, and uh, try and find a way to move through. Oh, my God. Uh, like I said at 18, Garrett Bradbury, the center from NC State, an A pick for me from the Vikings. That's a, a great plus. pick. A plus. Yeah, that's me. a great pick. They needed a center. Got probably one of the – probably the best one in the draft. Uh, he fell to him, and they got him. 19. Uh, this was a bit of a surprise. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons to Mississippi, the Mississippi State defensive tackle. Uh, I think a lot of people were actually expecting Dexter Lawrence to go here, maybe. Again, a lot of people may have felt that is a little bit high, but a lot of people were expecting that. Montez Sweat might slip in there. I wasn't sure. I mean, yeah, but, you know, uh, I don't think it's a terrible pick. This is a C-plus for me. It's not a terrible pick by any means. Uh, they need a guy to kind of buff up their middle there. And they, they did get him. 
So, you know, plus to Mississippi State. Dalvin Cook's coming back. So Dalvin it's, Cook's it's not, coming back. It's not always a bad situation. I like this pick. Awesome pick. Bolsters the O-line that yep. desperately needs help. Yep. Uh, Kirk Forever Cousins, if he has more time, possibly. He does finally achieve the value they paid so much for. He is only on a three-year contract, though. To give him that. They only gave we him will, three years. We will see. I love the pick, though, because it's yeah, smart. Burris. It's smart. You bolster your O-line. It was the best center yeah. on the board. Yep, Brad Burris. going to be the pick. captain of your O-line for a couple yeah, years. Yeah, Brad Burris is an excellent Olympic. 19 Simmons from Mississippi State, defensive tackle. Bit surprising. But they go for him. Uh, a lot of people like Simmons. A lot of people had him rated over De- off the Dexter field Lawrence. Issues. Some off the field issues, Injured which him. probably dropped him. Uh, but Titans need someone to bolster that middle in their D line. How much are all Casey? Well, you know, some, I think they felt like they needed to go younger, and they did. For me, this is a C. Plus. You know, definitely not as not nearly as good as Bradbury as an A A for me at eighteen. But you know what surprised me, Metcalf. All the receivers, all the big receivers, were still on the board at this point, mm-hmm. and the Titans have have Corey Davis, and they're still developing him. Who had who had a decent second year, yeah. mind you, especially in the second half of the season. He looked very good. Yeah, and then they had Taiwan Taylor. Uh, they they really need. Another explosive playmaker. Corey Davis could be that guy. Just give him another year. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you put maybe Metcalf, I would have loved to see Metcalf for yeah. the Titans. I don't like Titans, but I'm a Jags fan. But yeah. the Titans had to pick a receiver. Yeah. You know, you need... Which is, again, which is why this is a C-plus for me. I think it fills a need for them. You need a D. Oh, I, don't, right. I don't like it. I, I don't understand it. I mean, the, the Titans really are a bend-but-don't-break defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're... They're really a, a stingy team with Mike Vrabel. I really think that this is it's it's an under it's an underwhelming underwhelming. underwhelming. I don't disagree with that. Address. I don't disagree that it's underwhelming. I just don't think it's the worst that you're saying it is. No. Uh, for me, this pick was better at number twenty. Uh, Joe Flacco, of course, new quarterback in Denver, and he likes his tight ends. So what does Denver do? They go out and get the second best tight end on the board in Noah Fant. Good pick. Soft. Good pick. B. I Probably not, not the best player on the board maybe in that position, but Flacco likes his tight ends. Fans probably the best um, um, r- um uh, route running tight end in the draft. A yeah. lot of people say a lot of people like Fant for his. He's not exactly the greatest blocker. He's the pass. He's not. Player. He's not as well rounded as Hawkinson is. A lot of people say who can you know catch. He can block. He can do all that. Not as good as a blocker as Hawkinson, but he he he's made some incredible plays and catches in Iowa, uh, in college. Uh, this is a B for me. It's a good pick for the Broncos who. I guess, or at least looking at Flacco for at least this year, clearly, to be their quarterback. Well, Jeff Howerman can't carry that tight end core. No. Jake Butt's always injured. Uh, I would not be surprised if Fant takes the tight end one spot. Immediately. Immediately, yeah. I, I give it a B-plus for that reason. I think Flacco needs targets to throw to, and you add a good tight end uh, to help Philip Lindsay take the load off the running game. Oh, I yeah. Love it. I love it. B-plus. Yeah. Uh, this is a pick a lot of people were criticizing last night. Green Bay selects Darnell Savage Jr. from Maryland. That surprised me. Yeah. Again, a lot of people did not think he was the best safety in the draft. Nasir Adderley was still on the yeah. board. You know, it's a, it's a pick that... That's a hard pick to make for me. It's a C. You yeah, know, it helps a secondary just, need, but it's nothing great. It wasn't the best prospect available. I'm confused. This draft, there were a lot of defensive players. It was a defense-heavy draft. We knew yes. that. O-line, D-line, but especially defense overall heavy draft. Uh, there were prospects that 
weren't bad players. They were just better options. And when you had players like Nasir Adderley, Greedy Williams, they had players they could have plugged in. Plug in Greedy Williams or Baker, Deontay Baker, across yeah. from Jari Alexander. That's a fine pick. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's not terrible. It's a C. It's underwhelming. Uh, and then we have two O-linemen who go next to 22 and 23. Andre Dillard goes to the Eagles. Titus Howard goes to the Texans. Both, in my opinion, are B picks. Both teams needed to address the O-line to protect their quarterbacks who are clearly of the future. Uh, and I think they both did that. They both needed to do that, and that's what they did. Uh, and I'm, 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 I think both teams should be happy with their picks. I think the Eagles pick was a little surprising. I thought they would take Jacobs, that he was still on the board. That's why I predicted. Yeah. Uh, for a, a bolstering of that running back by committee. But I can't be mad. I can't be mad at either pick. Texans definitely need O-line help. Yeah. I, I was thinking maybe they would try to get some defensive help after and they got the Jackson guy, yeah. left, went to Denver. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a smart pick, and it's, it's B. And they got the guy, and they got the best remaining guy who could go well, in the first round. maybe Jawan Taylor, but there were some knee issues that were lingering, and people yeah. were worried. And we'll talk about why he completely yeah. fell off the board. This so year. 24, and there's your guy, jo- in my opinion, this is a much better pick. By the Raiders here at 24. Josh Jacobs probably could, like we said, probably could have gone to the Eagles at 22. He didn't. Uh, the, there, there was a need to improve the running game in Oakland. Uh, for me, this is a B. Uh, <laughs> a need to fill the game in Oakland. A good player. Beast, mode's, the best. Beast mode's gone. Yeah, so. Beast Mode's officially retired. So that needed to happen. They get the best guy on the board. The only running back who probably could have gone in the first round. Uh, they get him in a reasonable position. And this is a much better pick by Maynock and Grudy. I give it an A. Yeah. I give it an A because Doug Martin, yes, he still is playing, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, they had a really washed up. Yeah. Uh, older, older group. Veterans. Yeah. Needed, needed to make. Young blood. I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good pick. A. It's an A from me. Okay. So an A from you. Yeah. I mean, Jacobs is a good pick. It's a good pick there. And then we get Marquise Brown, uh, Baltimore. Trades, of course, this is the trade Baltimore. Took the Eagles pick at 25 for allowing the Eagles to get their pick at 22. And that's where Marquise Brown goes. A huge addition to the Ravens receiving core who lost uh, still a good amount of players this year. Uh, Michael Crabtree did not come back. So they need another receiver. John Brown went to Buffalo. John Brown went to Buffalo. So they need another receiver. In comes Marquise Brown who has a a lot of explosive possibility. If John Brown was the number one. For Lamar and Flacco last year, then I'm thinking uh, Marquise, a.k.a. Hollywood Brown, would actually yeah. do, would do better. Um, he I is, think he's a better pass catcher than yes. John Brown, and he's quick. He's a good route runner. I really like this pick. I'm giving it an A. For me, this is an A-. minus. Uh, it was much as it pains me to say that as a Steelers fan. Uh, the Ravens did very good here. This was a good pick. It was a pick that needed to happen for them. And, yeah, no, this is a great pick for them. I it think fits. It, it fits what they needed. And, yeah, it's a good pick. So at 26, the fall finally stops. The, and, again, this is why the Redskins had the best draft day, number one for me. Trade up with Indianapolis. Get Montez Sweat. Most necessary pick in the draft. It's a great pick for me. Uh, I know he has the heart issue. A lot of people are talking about the heart issue, but a lot of people say that it's a workable, you can work through it heart issue, not something that's going to kill you. And this guy's talent. In my opinion, this is an A+. This guy's talent as a potential rusher, his explosiveness, it's all there. 
He only needs yearly checkups, and I think he can handle it well. A, p- a pick for Pair him with Jonathan Allen. Yeah. De'Aaron Payne. And, Ro- gotta, and Ryan Kerrigan in that linebacker. You've got to actually really like how that plugs in. I'm going to give it an A. And I Landon Collins. Uh, the defense of the Redskins has hugely improved this mm-hmm. offseason. Landon Collins is there. De'Aaron Payne's going to probably take another step forward. Now you add Montez Sweat. Yep. Great pick. Uh, and then the Raiders. Uh, they go defense with their pick. Jonathan Abram, safety from Mississippi State. Uh, definitely feeling another need. They needed a safety in... Auckland, uh, Abram was the best available on the board to go in the first round. For me, this is a B minus. Nothing great, but it's a good pick. I need a pick. Give him a lot of credit there. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a yeah. solid. It's nothing crazy. It's just a good pick. Uh, okay, Jerry Tillery uh, goes to twenty eight. Defensive tackle from Notre Dame goes to the Chargers at twenty eight. Just another depth feeling filling need pick there. I didn't like this pick. You did not like this pick. I didn't like it. I thought the Chargers needed to address O line issues. Okay. And or they... quarterback. I was surprised they didn't pick Drew Locke here personally. Oh really? I was surprised I that they didn't pick to see where Drew Locke goes. Drew I was surprised that Locke did not go here or to the thirty two of the Patriots. Yeah. I can see why the Patriots made their pick. I don't get why the Chargers didn't pick him because I think he'd be a perfect backup to Rivers. I mean, they do need depth at D tackle, especially. Yeah. Like um, I said, fine depth pickup, but not the first round pickup that you maybe needed. That's why I'm doing it. It was kind of like last year when yeah. we selected Taven Bryant. We weren't. It was a. It was like an underwhelming yeah. pick. I'm giving a C minus. Yeah, that wasn't for me a whole to see. Lot. I mean, best case scenario, you have good depth at yeah D line. Yeah, but you're. Rivers getting older and he's still gonna be running around the pocket. It's not a good yeah. solution, you know. L. J. Collier goes at twenty nine to the Seahawks. Uh, a lot of people like him. He went to TCU. A lot of people say that he's good. Uh, a very good senior season. But for me, I saw with Frank Clark gone. That's what you had to make. That's the move you had to make. So you know. With Frank Clark being traded, it's the movie you had to make. Yeah, it's the fill-in. C+. Uh, Giants traded back up in probably their best pick in the first round. DeAndre Baker, center back, yeah. which is not saying a lot. This is a B-minus for me. Yeah. I don't think be. he was the best cornerback on the board. I think Rock Yassin and Greedy. I think I had two above him in Rock Yassin and Greedy Williams. I don't think he was the best guy on the board. But it fills a need for them. In that secondary, so it's an okay B minus. I give it a C. It's All an right. okay pick. Uh, Caleb McGarry, another t- another O lineman, Falcons, like you stated earlier. Two O linemen to add to Jake Matthews and Alex Mack now. Plus, it's a plus for the Falcons. It's a plus for the Falcons. A plus. A plus. I yeah, give it a I B agree. plus. I don't think it's uh, as high as an A plus. I'm giving it an A plus. Okay. Well, I don't think it's that high, but I think it's a definitely a good pick. It, 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 it gives them the offensive line for the future. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the very reason why I'm giving an A+. Plus. I'm only giving like four out so far. And I think the, the best team builders can see the potential in filling spots that might not be so exciting, but spots that are very important to help the others. Calvin Ridley coming off last year, a good rookie season. I think... You have Julio still. Yeah. I re- Muhammad Sanu. Yeah. I really like how this complements the offense. Devontae Freeman's coming back. They need to have a bounce back here, Bishop of the Falcons. Yeah, and- or else Dan Quinn's going to lose his job. 
Yeah. This and is it's smart. Good, it's yeah. smart. And that's why it's an A+. Plus. It's the smartest draft. Mm-hmm. It's the smartest first-round selections by any team so far this year. If, okay, wow. Bold prediction there. Yeah. Uh, and then 32 Patriots. Uh, people said maybe go back up for Brady here. Some people say trade this pick for Rosen. Uh, some people said wide receiver. They went wide receiver and kill Harry. A lot of people said the best route runner yeah. in the draft. You know that Bill Belichick likes his route runners. He's big, too. Guys who can run routes well. And that's where, I, for me, this is a B. I still think the overall talent, I think DK Metcalf has a higher ceiling than this guy. But if Bill Belichick wants someone who could fit right in next to Edelman right now as your number two guy, who can run routes is the guy right here. Well, especially with Cordero Patterson leaving, Hogan leaving. Yeah. You really need to fill it with. And Belichick wants you to fit his scheme. He doesn't yep. want Mike Evans-type receivers. Yeah. He wants the receivers to fit the scheme and do your job. And, and Nikhil Henry is going to do yeah, He's going to do his job. So I give this a, a B, just a solid Okay. B. So you say that the Falcons had the best draft. I say the Redskins had the best first night. Haskins and Sweat is an incredible Who first round. Who do you think had I mean, the f- worst first round selections? Up, up, Giants. Giants. I'd Giants. Agree. You can't go Lawrence and Jones. I like the ba- – like I said, I don't hate the DeAndre Baker pick, but Lawrence and Jones, in my opinion, weren't good picks. They did. Ugh. So it's terrible. We all see there's still a lot of draft left. Six rounds left, second and third round tonight. But that's our thoughts on the first round of the draft, the most important night in the draft. Thank you all for listening, and have a great rest of your time.